because yeah. he made he made my little brother a wallet and it was badass. That's awesome. I yeah, I mean, you could you could take it the next step and start making skin dresses. <laughs> Whoa, I knew it was going that route. <laughs> oh, we're getting weird now. Knew I knew we were going there. Welcome to the Plastic Princess Podcast, where elite riders and mere mortals discuss all things dirt bike. Welcome, everyone. Today is going to be a lot of fun because today we have a guest, Adam Conway. You may have seen him being interviewed this season if you tuned into the AMA Arena Cross series. Adam is a seasoned competitor, and he and Aaron have known each other for a long time. Uh, I would honestly give him a longer intro if I knew him better, but uh, I guess that's why we're here today. So we're going to get to know Adam together. Welcome, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Pumped to be here. All right. Well, first off, I just have to ask, how do you and Aaron know each other and how old were you when you became friends? I don't think we should go that far. Oh, uh, man. I don't know if we should even go into that conversation. Are I we don't. even friends, Aaron? But last time I checked, no. <laughs> no. So honestly, I think, uh, man, I, I couldn't even tell you, like, uh, Aaron, we had to have been, what, probably six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Uh, I guess that's pretty open range yeah i would say roughly 10 years old is when we first met yeah yeah because well, i didn't, I didn't so we'll, go, start, we'll go with that yeah i didn't even start like even touching a dirt bike until i was about eight and a half so that's how you guys met through dirt yeah. biking yeah yeah absolutely just ended up i mean started out at a local level obviously um aaron got into the amateur stuff way before i did so i mean i was your weekend warrior just headbanger every weekend and we kind of got more involved with them just based off of us starting to get into the amateur national scene and starting to pursue that. And, um, but yeah, long story short, I mean, I literally remember us racing probably on sixties was the first time. And then, I mean, all the way through eighties into the, the intermediate and B classes and stuff through amateur nationals and upwards into the pro classes where we are now. So, so the dads that have their kids on bikes now, when you say sixties and eighties, they're like, well, what are those? <laughs> I best yeah, I should get with the times here, right? Sixty fives and eighty fives. Sorry guys. Yeah. That's how you know <laughs> so you're confusing. old right there is when you go like, yeah. Oh yeah, when I raise sixties <laughs> and eighties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Uh okay. So uh you know, we said you you were on the AMA Arena Cross series. So tell us about your season. Just to start with, just a bit of a thousand foot view of how you thought it went overall. Developmental. One word. Uh, it was a rough year. That, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've done the past, um, the past three seasons, full seasons, the, the year prior to that. So what would have been my fourth year on it? Um, I, I did a couple rounds. That was kind of my first year back into racing. Um, Aaron and I actually, the, we were talking about this the other day, but our, both of our last outdoor nationals that we raced were 2014. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was kind of where I stepped out. I had a lot of injuries. Uh, I had, I definitely had some issues. I had a lot of heartache against the sport at that point, And I, I stepped out for a while, um, ended up coming back in at around 2000, I don't know, 17, 18 and raced some um, enduro cross, which was kind of where I found my passion to ride a bike again. Um, cause yeah, there for a while, I wanted nothing to do with it. I mean, I went off, I, I was team roping. I was doing all kinds of other stuff to, to kind of fill that void. Cause I mean, truthfully, we're all kind of addicts. Like once, once this stuff gets in your blood, you have to have something to, to fill that and keep you going. So I stepped out of it for a while, came back in, started racing. Um, another buddy of mine was like, Hey, arena cross is way more mellow than it used to be. 
um, why don't we give it a, a Reno a go? And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a good time. And I, I showed up pretty much fresh off the couch to Reno, ended up getting six one night and I think like seventh the next night. And I was like, man, that was fun. Like didn't expect to really be racing again. And then got my feet back into that and, um, made the decision the following year to, to pursue it full time and, and, and push for the whole series. So, um, I did, I ended up going in my, my first year back, I ended up six overall. So, um, I was pretty happy with that for like my first pro season back in a while. And then, uh, last year I, I, I kind of had the injury mid season, which, which dumped me off at like 11th overall. So I wasn't very stoked on that. And then this year was, was even worse, but, um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get more into that, but I, I, I had quite a few issues, issues this year, but I mean, all positives on the backside of it. So I grew and learned and, and here we are. So. All right. Well, that was definitely a thousand foot view. Plus that was a, a thousand words. Plus, plus them. Aaron actually yeah. got it off a little bit during that. I did not. I'm He's sure lying. he did. You <laughs> <laughs> felt I had to nudge He's him. He was lying, asleep. but I do have to interject real quick. Cause you said you did a lot of different things to kind of like fill that void and like kick the fire up. Right. Uh, at one point, were you doing like leather wallets? Yeah, no, I, that was kind of part of like when I was involved with all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I did a lot of leather work. Okay. Um, but that, that kind of just stemmed from, like I said, I was doing a lot of team roping and everything like that. And one thing leads to the next and all of a sudden I'm making leather wallets and belts and tack and all that kind of stuff. So, but, but I had to interject right there because of the simple fact is like making leather items. Where's the fire in that? Were you like timing yourself? Like, okay, I got to get this through the hole and go. <laughs> You know, another one of our mutual prior riding buddies, uh, Dakota May, I actually went to him and had him make me a belt. And it was the first time I ever like saw the process. And I was just intrigued. So I think people, to, uh, people underestimate the intensity level of leather working. This is true. Yeah, never there's a lot it. to it. I'm jealous. There is a lot to it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was just kind of just let into it. And I, I, yeah, I don't know, just another hobby that turned into a little side job. So well, I like it because yeah. he made, he made my little brother a wallet and it was badass. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, I mean, you could you could take it the next step and start making skin dresses. Whoa. <laughs> I knew it was going that route. <laughs> no, we're getting weird now. Knew I knew we were going there. there. We're going <laughs> south. <laughs> I figured it would have come from Aaron, though, truthfully. Yeah, I was re- I, he beat me to it, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Aaron's currently putting the lotion in the basket, so he puts oh, the lotion shoot. on its skin. <laughs> That's it. All right, let's, let's get back to reality uh, for a second. So... <laughs> So you, you were flying in and out of your, uh, the, the different venues, whereas Aaron was driving a van around the country. So how did the, the traveling and being able to fly in and out affect your performance on the weekend? Any other year, it was nothing but beneficial this year. I actually missed two weekends from missing flights, uh, from, from foul weather. So that was awful. Um, so that was definitely an issue. Um, you know, in a perfect world, flying in and out is, is the dream, right? Like, I mean, that's the rock star lifestyle, but, um, yeah, this year it was a little bumpy. I had a couple missed weekends. Um, but it's good. I, I actually run a company back here at home, so I'm able to work Monday through Thursday. Um, generally flew out Thursday nights, got in kind of late Thursdays and then right into it Friday and then back off in the airport on Saturday morning and back home. So, uh, normally, yeah, it worked out good, but had a little bit of a bumpy year without this year. So it would have been better if you had a private jet is what you're saying. Absolutely. Ty, if you know anybody, like, let's get that. Let's make that happen. That'd be awesome. Okay. So we're going to have to <laughs> sure put, enough. we're going to have to put some AMA arena cross numbers on the side of the plane though. So at least we can get like a little bit of, you know, write-offs. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 The only thing keeping me from having a private jet is my lack of tax write-offs. Other than that, I think I <laughs> oh, can swing it's it. It's that and wealth. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's a big part of it, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> or so just knowing just the right people that monsters. have that. There yeah. Yeah. It, knowing people with, I always say, don't buy a boat. Just know somebody that has one. That's the way. To exactly. Know. Well, that's the cheap way to do option. it though. It's the best way to do it. No. Cause you get to, you, you get may- to enjoy all the fun, but you don't have to deal with the cleanup unless you're a good person. You're like, Hey, you know what? For letting me just shit all over your boat. I'm going to help you clean the sucker. I no, I help clean the boat. I just don't want to pay the insurance and housing. Yeah. And Wait, you got to pay insurance and, on exactly. a boat? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Aaron. I thought you just hop <laughs> Aaron on should never and have a boat. Never have a boat. Oh, man. <laughs> I actually have a funny story I'll tell you later about uh, my buddy had a boat um, for years, never had any problems. I'll just tell it now, I guess. You might as so, well. So, yeah. So he, he was like, you know what? I've been paying all this insurance. I'm going to lower my premiums and up my deductible because I've never had a problem. Oh, no. And the very next weekend, he hit a stump and broke his prop off. And then, uh, and then got that fixed. And then the next time he went out, he hit a rock. It just, it was bad. That sounds like my season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, reminiscent like of not your, dropping your, your helmet. Your arena cross season there. So, okay. So <laughs> speaking of arena cross, uh, there, there are <laughs> some similarities, obviously between arena cross <clears throat> and Supercross, And everybody always wants to talk about Supercross when they talk about arena cross, but for those out there that don't know, what are the main differences would you say are between arena cross and supercross? And is one more technical or less technical than the other? They're just so different. I mean, yeah, it, it, they share, they share, but they're so separate in their own ways. I mean, arena cross just so much tighter. A couple of our arenas this year, like Oklahoma, Reno, um, those are bigger footprints that we get to ride in. So those resemble supercross, but Man, I mean, when you look at a supercross track, you can see gaps between lanes. You have everything is just so much more opened up and and bigger, essentially. Um, so yeah, it's just it's totally different. Arena cross is a lot tighter. I mean, the corners, the lanes are are essentially side by side. So you can imagine the bull turns are much tighter. Um, some of the arenas that we're riding in are as small as a basketball stadium. So I mean, that's a four lane track. You basically have your start, your rhythm, your whip pad, and a finish line double, and that's that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. And in the sense of racing, it becomes difficult as well because you have to be so precise. I mean, I went down and, and did a little bit of training pre, uh, prior to the season starting this year on some supercross tracks on SoCal and man, like after riding an arena cross track or training up until that point, you hop on a supercross track, it feels like you're riding an outdoor. So yeah, sizing is just the the number one thing for sure. What would you say that, uh, the, so the shortest track you guys ran this year, what was the, what were the lap times on the smallest track? 26 seconds. 26. No, we were under that. No, we had, we had down in the teens on a couple of them. Didn't we? No, no. The lowest one we got was like 23 seconds. And that was the fastest lap laid down by anybody. Yeah. That was the fastest lap. I think it was Bitterman or something like that. That just reeled it in. No. I don't think you recall, but when we were in, what was that? Amarillo, I ran like an 18 second lap time. I was number one on the board. So. Oh, whatever. That's because <laughs> I don't even want to get into that discussion. Yeah, we'll I think we there. should get into that discussion. That sounds like a great discussion. Actually, That's because this cheating bastard just decided, you know what? I'm going to skip this lane and then I'm going to turn around and then I'm going to jump back hey. over that. Oh, <laughs> hey. 
you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, bro. That is true. That is that is the Nevada <laughs> way right there. Nice. No, I I I don't even remember. I I pulled off mid lap and hopped back on. All of a sudden, I'm on the top of the board. I'm like, oh great, they're gonna disqualify me now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I should have a- brick. I was like, no way, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I looked at the lap time. I'm like, that cheating sob. Yeah, yeah, that ain't reality. Let's Wasn't there real. a lady that got in a lot of trouble for doing that with marathons? I have. You're talking oh, about man. a completely different sport. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. no engine under yeah, you. Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about the lady that like skipped the course, got in a yeah. taxi, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. No, that's. I a need thing. to go People be a do. triathlete. Yeah. yeah, I need. To <laughs> no, no, <laughs> marathons. <laughs> she was. It was marathons, bro. Not, not triathlons. Okay. Yeah. And then the other way not I tries. know about that is because a uh, Family Guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, they made a oh, scoop that's about awesome. it. It's culturally I that. relevant. Family totally. Guy. It'll. That's that's fantastic. Love Family Guy. All right. So you mentioned it earlier. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business, Conway Communications? Yeah. So we're uh, we're a low voltage out or outfit, excuse me. Um, but we do a bunch of cabling, um, phone systems, commercial phone systems. We actually just launched an IT division uh, portion of the company as well. So I, I basically have the company broken up into three separate divisions: um, the construction side for the installations, the phone systems, and then the IT side of things. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's doing good. I mean, it's construction, so it's tough. Things are, things are up and down with it, but, um, we, we've done very well and we are, we actually carry state Nevada contracts, which was amazing during the COVID stuff. Cause that definitely kept us afloat, but, um, but yeah, local business, uh, grandfather started it. My dad took it over when he got out of high school. Um, and then I am in the middle of a buyout with him as we speak. Um, so yeah. All, uh, all family ran on that one. So juggling this, I mean, you're, you're juggling this running a business and traveling all over the country to race dirt bikes, which is obviously you had to fly because you, you didn't have the time to be driving. You're trying to run this business, but how hard is it to, to juggle a business and be even somewhat serious about your racing? It is a lot. Um, it, it definitely is. I mean, obviously the business is my, my primary priority right now racing. I'm just fortunate that I have the ability to do it this way. Um, Dirt bike Mike is the AMA official every single weekend, and thank, uh, I can't thank them enough because they take my bike around and I am able to fly in and out. Um, because yeah, it's a lot. Um, it, it's stressful. I mean, you get home during the week. There's there's a lot of stuff that goes on during the week, just the ins and outs of the business itself, just to keep up with. And then on top of it, I mean, trying to get done within a reasonable time to normally be able to ride after work. This year, we did not get to ride. Um, same situation Aaron and I were joking about. And I heard him talk about on your first podcast is just, we showed up and raced on Friday as the only time we saw a motorcycle this whole year. But I mean, that's kind of the name of the game for everybody on the West coast. So it's, it's a lot. Um, I, I, I enjoy it. I don't sit well. So, I mean, I, I have to be a busy body and that keeps me going. So go work, go come home, train. Um, this year I was just in the gym basically every single day after, after work and keeping fitness the best I could. And, onto the races for the weekend. So Aaron says you'd like to use those, those 15 pound dumbbells for your curls. Is that true? It's, I said 12s oh, actually. Dude. I said 12s and they were pink, hot pink. Ah. And he's being modest cause it's really only eights, but yeah, curls all day. I mean, <laughs> curls, bench press. I mean, never do any squats, anything like that. Yeah, don't work the legs. Then, bro. Uh, don't, don't work them. Yeah, never. I have a, a tanning bed that I just sit in as well. So pretty much just bench, bench, curl and tan. That's, that makes that's all sense. To it. That makes a lot that of sense why you were so always much. so tan every time you'd come in. I'm like, dude, it's snowing. Absolutely. I know you're not outside. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm glowing. 
Ugh, that totally did. I think he's just getting fair. ready for that. That <laughs> private jet he's going to be on next year. That's right, dude. You got to look good for it. Oh, That's right. <laughs> this is going to be such a good Love podcast. It. Yeah. Yeah. Love seriously. It. So the sponsors, you know, I always laugh when the, when these guys get up there on the podium, if they remember to mention their sponsors, um, it's like this, this frantic, try to spit all these names out as fast as they possibly can. But on a podcast, you have the opportunity to actually talk about your sponsors and what you like about them yeah. and actually thank them. So why don't you do that now? And have a little cheat sheet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got to just add one more thing on that. Like people that don't realize, I mean, half the time, like Aaron said, you're out of breath. You can't breathe. You just did a race. You have no idea what's even happening. And then you're like, oh, I'm trying to ramble off all my sponsors here. So I got to give props to most people because they they do better than people give them credit for. But no, I am. I'm real real quick. Or or you have it written down on your forearm. You go race and then it just you sweat and it smears. You got to come up with something on the fly. <laughs> You're like, just, Dude, so while, I was, <laughs> just <laughs> while I was on Yamaha's for arena cross, I was thinking like the perfect opportunity for that is just listing all your sponsors on your airbox cover on your, on your bike. So you can just look down and be like, Oh yeah. So, so Holy Chrysler. I think I'm I gonna, have that. I'm, I'm going to market that. That's, that's like patent now. Yeah. Yeah, just so like everybody it. knows on the podcast that listens to it, uh, that's right. Patent that. So if you uh, don't, <laughs> don't try, try to do anything like that, there will be a lawsuit <laughs> in your mailbox. That's right. Oh man, no, I I was very fortunate this year. Um, as I mentioned, I mean, I I did race full time and everything else, and I stepped away for a long time. And when I did that, I mean, man, it's like restarting, trying to acquire the connections again, and the sport changes so much, even within a year. Not to mention the four or five years I got away. So. When I came back in, um, Ridezilla, which was Michael Cycle Works out of Carson City, um, those guys down there, I mean, are absolutely incredible. He has done any and everything humanly possible to get me to the races and help me out with bikes. And I mean, anything that he can to help me, he has done. So, I mean, I can't thank everybody down there, but especially Ben Pounding, um, the dude's the man. So, yeah, thank you. And then uh, the gear situation, I mean, that was a tough one. Um, I had a Fox, like a full blown Fox ride when I was doing the amateur stuff, uh, 2008 hit, which, yep, I'm aging myself here. So thank you guys. Uh, and when the economy hit, um, all that stuff kind of went away. Uh, so I, I lost a lot of connections. I was able to kind of get that one rekindled. So they're helping me out with some gear, um, Henson clutch components. I mean, Ron down there and everybody with Henson, I, I, I love their products. I wouldn't put another clutch in my bike, even if I had to pay for it. Um, so thank you guys. Uh, yeah, Ryan Burke works connection. I mean, all the guys down at Galfer, uh, which cool enough is actually based out of Carson. So get to go walk in the door down there and I mean, need brakes, need pads, rotors, any of that good stuff. They're right there. Um, guts racing's just right over the hill from us. They've, they're helping me out with seat covers, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many people. One of my really good buddies, uh, Justin Wilson has been helping me out a ton over the past years with, helping us with track building and, and the dirt work. And I mean, that dude does all kinds of stuff for, for all of us within the group. So that's awesome. <clears throat> um, my buddy, uh, actually Tyler Moore, Timo, uh, as we all know him as, uh, he's running a printing company right now. It's called all that printing. Um, so I actually design all my own graphics and then I send him the files and he prints all that stuff for me. So that's a super cool gig. Um, and he's, I mean, he's in my, my pocket and in everything. I mean, we, we talk on the daily and he helps me out a ton with, I mean, we talk on mental stuff and we talk on work related stuff. So I'm always super appreciative there. And 
um, yeah, I mean, so many people. Dirt Tricks is another one that they're a local company, and I know they help Aaron out as well, but they're right here. I mean, like five minutes from my house here in Minden. Um, and Zach over there is the man. So those sprockets, like, holy moly, you literally only need one, and you'll put 15 chains on it without ever wearing a sprocket out. So that's pretty darn cool. Wait, is that but, the um, same yeah, place so- you went to, Aaron, where you had a video of you and Nora going? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, all the sponsors that he's listing, like Henson, Works Connection, Dirt Tricks, they sponsor they sponsor me too. So this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to steal a little bit of this. <laughs> they, they sponsor the glory a lot of guys here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, and well, so, I mean, what I heard though, is that you design all your own graphics, which is why Aaron's graphics looked better than yours. <gasps> oh, shots fire, fired. Oh, shots fired. Oh no. <laughs> hey, you know what? I actually got the lit kit award by, I think it was Pingree or something oh, like that. Was that. For I was like, gear. Hey, we were given an award. Gear. No, 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 no. He yes, said yes, the yes, bike yes, yes. and the gear. I promise you, uh, he said it. You know so. what? I'm going to have to just get in touch with AM Designs <laughs> and Sage over there, and we're just going to have to build yeah. our own lit kit, and then we'll like show well, off each other's stuff and see what we can. Hey, it's like, it's like Zoolander walk-off, right? Ooh, yeah. I love it. Lit we need kit to do off. it. <laughs> yeah, except for I'm just not rolling wait, in dude. on like that little fold-up scooter. I'm, I'm on a real scooter that goes brap, brap. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yours doesn't go brap, brap. Yours is <laughs> yes, a four-stroke, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me fix that. It there you go. Yeah, that's way better. Okay. okay. All right. So on. speaking no. of that, and we're both on Cowies. So yeah. Well, that <laughs> was that was me. where we were going next. So yeah. you know, uh, Eli Tomac went from um, Cowie to Yamaha, and it sounds like everybody goes to Yamaha. But you, being the salmon-like person that you are, you went the <laughs> other way. You're swimming upstream. So why don't you tell us a little bit about I, that? I went the dark road. Man, the so side. there's much anger in here. I, yeah, <laughs> so much. So as I mentioned, I, I had a I had a rough arena cross season, including uh, I, I ended up blowing up my 250. Um, as you guys talked about with Aaron, weird. Um, I I went and uh, I, I made the swap from the 450 down to the 250. The very first weekend, I got my 250. I got three laps of practice, and I blew the darn thing up. I mean, it was it was brutal. And I'm down in New Mexico. As you mentioned, I fly in and out, so I'm scrambling trying to figure the bike situation out. Well, the next weekend, I had shipped my 450. It was supposed to be there. I get all the way down to Texas. My bike's not there. So I missed both weekends. Um, the Brassfields, who are actually part owners of the Arena Cross Series, Jackson stepped in. He's like, dude, you can ride my practice bike. I mean, Jackson, if you guys don't know, the kid has to weigh 140 pounds soaking wet. Uh, so his bike was really soft. <laughs> I'm being nice here. Yeah, he's I was about to guy. say, he's like buck 10, maybe soaking wet. Maybe. So I rode his bike and I mean, it was a 250F and I don't even think it had indoor suspension on it, but I was so thankful just to be able to at least ride something. But long story short, I rode that thing and I fell in love with it and completely not set up for me. The bike felt way roomier for me. I'm 6'4". I weigh 190 pounds. So, I mean, I'm a bigger guy for the series. And the Yamahas, I absolutely loved them. Um, it worked well for me indoors, but I had to do a lot to those bikes being my size to get them to the chassis, the rider triangle to actually fit me. Um, and that Kawasaki just bone stock right out of the box. I mean, for me again, just sizing alone, just, it just fit me so much better. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on cloud nine right now. I mean, uh, I've, I've never had more fun on a motorcycle than, than where I'm at now with the Cowie and, it's still bone stock. I don't even have anything done to it at the moment. So I can't wait to get them all dialed in and, and be good with it. Nice. Uh, so doesn't your trailer have Yamaha all over the side of it? No, 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 
No, my trailer actually has Hondas all over the side of it. So if we really want to go back <laughs> way out of date, like then. 2012. Listen, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to copy the rainbow right now. <laughs> he's he's, he's starting right. red, then he went blue. Now he's on green. Next year, he'll be on yellow. Or the following I'm just year, trying excuse to be Kenny. me. But yeah, yeah I'm what, just trying to be Ken Rock. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, Kickstart Kenny's probably doing it the best for everybody. It's like, everybody wants right. a Suzuki now. But you know, what yeah, you didn't yeah, add sure. in your. Um, in your thing there was how many years of me trying to persuade you to even just touch Ugh. one of the green things did you yeah. neglect to inform people on this podcast? Because man, this is at least five years in the making of, Hey Adam, try Easily. this. Hey Adam, try this. You know what he said to me every single time? Yeah. Mm, no, it's not for me. I don't like it. Yeah. That and then of course pretty, you pretty said, accurate. how do you know until you try it? And that's my smart ass quick answer. It's like, how would you know? No, no, no. We're not even going to say what Aaron said. It's not even like acceptable to, to say on, on live podcast. It here, wasn't so. that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, all jokes aside, like I, I am so excited. I mean, uh, we, we, same thing. Ridezilla is taking amazing care of me and we got the team green situation, all that stuff worked out. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're incredible. I'm so excited to get suspension and, a little bit of motor work done on them and yeah they're they're amazing i love them is there any sort of uh like ceremony you're supposed to go through when you become uh, a kawasaki rider that maybe or so, some sort of hazing that aaron's supposed to take you through you know yes there everybody is that i know has actually been shaming me for that like don't let your friends ride green kind of thing and dude i don't know why because i can't find the only bad thing that i can say about it oh here we go is the air filters, the Yamahas with the intake up front like that, I hardly ever had to change a filter. And that was, I'm lazy, so that was glorious. And yeah, the Cowies, as we were just talking about, I literally did two 15, 20-minute motos today, and my filter is destroyed. That's because so. he put the wrong filter on there. So you need to get a funnel web filter, and then you can ride that sucker till it's pitch black and still get the same hey. amount of air. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you are you sponsored? Is this is this a little soft pitch here for funnel? Maybe. Uh-huh. You don't know. Yeah, no, actually, that's the only filter that I ran in Australia when I went over there to race for KTM. Twin, twin air are the best filters on the planet. I will uh, never put anything but twin air. <laughs> here we I'm go. actually not even sponsored by twin air, so I don't have a filter sponsor. I, I, right hey, I think he's just contradicting right Speaking now. Speaking of sponsors, <laughs> let's take a really quick break and hear from one of our sponsors. And then to wrap this thing up, we've got <clears throat> the question. But we'll, we'll get back the to that. The question. Yeah, here we go. Dun, dun, hey dun. there, Reno. Looking for the ultimate refreshment and nourishment experience? Introducing Wow Wow Lemonade. Now quenching your thirst and satisfying your hunger right here in Reno, Nevada. Our handcrafted lemonade is made from fresh, locally sourced ingredients and lovingly squeezed to perfection, giving you that irresistible burst of flavor in every sip. Choose from our classic lemonade or get adventurous with unique mouth-watering flavors like butterfly mojito or mango colada. Hungry? Wow Wow Lemonade also offers delicious, healthy food options like our irresistible acai bowls, packed with antioxidants and natural goodness to fuel your day. Are you ready to taste the wow? Head to either of our cozy stores on May Ann next to Safeway or in Damani Ranch next to Home Depot. You can also visit us and order online at wowwowhawaiianlemonade.com. Wow Wow Lemonade, your taste buds will thank you. 
Well, actually, Aaron started salivating during that commercial. He started, uh, I, you know, yeah. exhibiting the kind of the the things that a drug addict does when they haven't had a fix for a while. So I, I think I'm. Gonna I could go sense to wow, that wow. through the phone. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. just feel it. I, yeah. I, I do have a question though. What? What's that? Wow, wow. Is this any affiliation with with Sam Marson's Wow Wow Waffles? No, new, no. different companies, completely different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I had no. to clarify. Yeah, no, Wow Wow Lemonade is a drink, while Sam's product is a waffle that you eat. So it's both Got consumable, it. but completely separate entities. Yeah, I mean, different, <laughs> totally, to totally different. But uh, they do have stuff you can eat. I mean, they have acai bowls, which, you know, Aaron and I both really like. Um, they have, like, avocado toast and sandwiches and stuff. So so they have some good stuff. But no, no, so great thank you. is the best. Yeah, definitely swing in there when you're over here in Reno. I don't think there's any, there's definitely no locations in Carson city. No. That's why Reno's better. Well, yeah. we need to fix that. We need, <laughs> yeah, we need to get one in Carson then. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think we could go all on. just go in and be silent partners and, and help her out. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. There you go. All right. So let's wrap this thing up with the, the question that I'm actually dying to, to get the answer to. And Aaron threw this Brace out. Yourself. He wanted me to ask you, what's one thing most people don't know about you that, most people wouldn't expect that you do. And you can't add, you know, making wallets or belts because we already know about yeah, that. Yeah, we already, we already outed you on that one. Yeah. You know, I'm a little disappointed because I know exactly who came up with this this question and I know exactly why he came up with this question. Don't know so what let's just about. go ahead and do it. I don't know what you're yeah, talking whatever. about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. All right. This stems from injuries. I'm going to preface this. And I, I blew my knee out a couple of years ago and I was down for like eight months. I'm like, I got to have something to do. But yeah, guilty pleasure. I play with RC cars a lot. I like them. They're freaking awesome. And I get more nervous racing RC cars than I do riding dirt bikes. So can't tell you why, but it, it's a real thing. Uh, what? Wait a second. Pump the brakes, Fox and Friends. You get more nervous driving your RC car that you're not actually driving, like in the seat, yes. than you do on the starting line? I went to a national in Utah. <clears throat> Don't tell me you threw I was up before so the nervous. dropped. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't to that extent. But I was so nervous standing up there because you stand on uh, like a driver's stand. So everybody, I mean, and there's like etiquette to all this stuff and stuff as well. But I'm standing up there. My legs were shaking so bad that I had to stand up against the rail in front of me because I couldn't even stand up. And I've never had that happen to me. I mean, yeah, that your heart's just pumping through the roof. I, I can't even explain it, but oh RC cars, God. it's incredible. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh right now because you're like no, a jelly green I'll giant. And like you're dude. just this gnarly looking dude, especially when you got your like resting bitch face on. Like you're just, you look mean, oh, yeah. right? And then I'm just picturing <laughs> you with wobbly <laughs> knees holding a little remote going, oh my God, these guys are so fast. What's going to happen it's next? It's not even that. Ah. I think it's just, it's just like you, you just, you just sense the pressure and you don't want to mess up. <laughs> and I, I man, I, I wish I could, I had a better answer. So. <laughs> The way the whole RC racing thing works, you, you'll race, and even at a big national or anything like that, as soon as you're done with your race, you go out there and marshal. And what that essentially is, is anybody that flips over, you'll have like a designated area around the track. And if somebody flips the car over, you run out there, flip them back over, and they keep racing. So hmm. it, it's a couple second period, unless you have like a really bad marshal or something like that but you don't want to mess up. And I, I think that's where the pressure stems from with it. It's not necessarily that you're worried, but it is racing. It's still, 
I, I don't know. I mean, again, while I was down injured, couldn't really do anything for the better part of a year. That was what definitely kept me like in tune. And, uh, my, my girlfriend actually surprised she didn't leave me for it. Cause she was like, wow, you're racing RC cars. It's embarrassing. But she, uh, she found this video on TikTok the knees and showed it to me. me. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's this wife and she's talking about, she's like, Oh, you know what? I married this guy. He's gorgeous. He's a professional dirt bike racer. Well, he retires and now look at him and it scans over and he's racing RC cars and I just lost it. But she's like, yeah, this is pretty fitting. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll wear it, but whatever. But that's, that's Adam in the future. Well, I just don't <laughs> yeah, understand why you didn't pick up something a little bit less embarrassing, like magic, the gathering or dungeons and dragons. I or mean, something like yeah. That. Or yeah, just I'm playing games in mom's basement, that. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think you still have to have skill for that and I, I don't have it. So. I can barely read, so I, that's why I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. It is pretty amusing how many people I've seen from Moto though end up. Um, there's a, a rad place up in Reno. It's called Whip It RC, and they have an indoor facility with like a glued surface. It's sick, and uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much lived there for the better part of the time while I was down now, but haven't been up there enough lately. But it's rad. So anybody in the Reno area that wants something fun to do, like you can go up there and rent cars, like do whatever. It, it's so fun, and yeah, I mean. It's silly. We're playing adult grown ass men here playing with toy cars, but man, it is, it is so fun. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been to that place and it is actually pretty kick-ass. I'm not going to lie to you. The coolest yeah, part right. that I noticed was like, Adam has his own bay. Like this is how serious this guy is, <laughs> is about his name RC on cars. it or something. Dude, he has his stickers on there. He has his tools, his cars. <laughs> like, he has his own work bay in this area. And I'm like, well, is this like the factory they, rig? Is this what, is this what the factory they, looks like? You can go in there and essentially do like a month, um, a month fee and you pay a flat rate and it, it includes all your racing, like all your practice fees and you get like a designated pit space to leave all your stuff. So when you were doing it, I mean, I was up there three days a week easily, yep. um, every single week and then racing Friday nights, like that was the way to do it. I mean, I would have spent three times the amount of money if I didn't have a space, but yeah, it's pretty rad. Okay. So the, you know, normal consumer, since we're talking about this and it's like literally right by my house, what does something like that cost? So practice up there, I believe is like 10 or $15 a day. Um, and it's pretty much like they open at like one and they're open till eight on any given day, Friday nights, they race. So, I mean, it, it's pretty inexpensive. You can go up there. I'm not, I, I don't even want to throw a number out there cause I'm not sure what it costs to rent a car but they, they do have a bunch of cars and everything up there that you can just walk in the door, don't have anything with you and just rent a car and go play around. Mm -hmm. Um, and they do track changes all the time. He, he actually just did a track changes past weekend. I just found out. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to be up there next week. I might have to drag Aaron in there with me, but, uh, the anticipation in his voice, (laughs) like he's like, Oh, "Oh, there's a new track. My knees are going to buckle. Dude. It's so fun. It's so fun. (laughs) So it's addicting. While we're giving you a hard time, uh, just, just how did that injury happen again? How'd you, how'd you hurt your knee? Oh, you know, racing dirt bikes. I actually, ironically enough, I did a whole arena cross season. I came out of it perfectly healthy. Everything was fine. Uh, go to one local race at Fernley and Ooh. destroyed my knee for the record. That. It happened on like two seconds after the start. Um, I collided in the air with a, another local kid. Um, wasn't, it was just kind of a racing incident and I landed my foot came off the bike and I just drove it straight in the ground. Um, I did win the moto for the record. And then I came back in and, uh, stepped off my bike and fell over. Couldn't stand, went out, tried another race. And I pulled off after like two laps cause I jammed it one time and I thought I was going to die. So 
yeah, darn dirt bikes, man. Not, <laughs> They'll now, get you sooner or later. Wasn't there another incident that involved um, some kind of two-wheeled we, vehicle that doesn't have a motor? Oh, yeah. That was that was actually this past season. That was mountain biking and mammoth. Um, and yeah, those, those will get you too. We actually just, we, that's, that's kind of aside from motorcycles, like mountain biking is, is definitely my jam. Um, it's so much fun. And, uh, yeah, my girlfriend actually races professional as well. She's a stud. She's only been doing it for like two years and already is pretty much kicking my butt. So she's totally um, watching yeah. him talk right now. Like you better mention me. No, yeah. she, <laughs> she's actually training at the gym right now. She's being a good girl. Um, Ooh. but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a blast. We, we actually just got back this past weekend. We did a big race down in Monterey. It's called Sea Otter, um, which is a huge mountain bike festival. They have like any and every style of racing possible, but we went down there and, and raced the downhill portion of the event and, uh, yeah, super fun. But that injury, I broke ribs, um, which actually haunted me through arena cross this year as well. I know how not that riding and not being in. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was getting into here is not riding and not being in enough shape or like good enough conditioning with it. My ribs, I, what was it, Aaron? Like three weeks, four weekends this year, I was crying the blues to you. And you're like, I don't want to hear it. I've broken ribs. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I have a rib that popped out. Yeah. I was Colorado. So, ribs are no fun. He was literally laying <laughs> on the ground after practice. I think it was practice, right? Or was it your he race? Yep. Yeah. I was qualifying. It, practice. So he, you're right. He, puts the bike on the stand and he goes, uh, and you just see full on dad mode pop out in him. He's like, uh, no, no, I gotta, nope. I gotta sit down. I gotta sit down. I gotta lay down. No, I'm going to lay down. That's what I'm going to do. And he literally lays down, yeah. takes off his stuff. And I'm like, okay, what can I do to help you? Cause I know you're in pain, right? Ribs hurt. They're yeah. no joke. And he's like, no, Aaron and I had no, a good, good program with that this year. Yeah. He would yeah. jump on my chest and I'd kick him in the back to pop his back in. Nice. That's, yeah, how, well, we, that's how he did that. Seriously. Like, one weekend something would happen he'd be bent out of shape and we both kind of know each other well enough to be like, Hey, you need anything? Like, where can I fit into this? If not, tell me to go fly a kite and we're good. And like, you know, we kind of talk through certain stuff and then just go our certain or separate ways for a little bit. And then we'd like come back and be like, all right, we're good now. We can, we can hash this back out. But yeah, he'd have something rough. I'd just come in and be like, Hey, you, you need anything? And just kind of give him the nod. And he'd either say, yeah, I need X, Y, and Z, or just kind of look at me, and I'm like, I'll come back. And that was that. And we both like kind of had that mutual thing this all year. Yeah. So 90% yeah, good old of that, 90% I mean, of that are, was the looking. Like you guys are like, almost healthcare <laughs> professionals, really. I mean, you're one step away uh, from op- opening your own chiropractic. Uh, chiropractic man. and insurance. Like, we should yeah. definitely like think about doing that. <laughs> because I'm, I'm on a solid 14 surgeries with four back surgeries. Aaron, what was your count? I don't know. Too many. Yeah, too many to count. Many? Come on. Uh, well, let's see. There's a lot of broken bones. I'd have to say probably like 18 surgeries. Ooh, am I right? He just has to one up me. That's all he's doing. No, like there, I have, I have all the scars. <laughs> You've seen them. I've showed them to you. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, I know. We, we both. Oh yeah, we, oh, we yeah. stayed in the hotel together. Oh yeah, time. yes <laughs> we did. On an air mattress, it was fun. Oh man. So I want to riff a little bit on, uh, arena cross. <laughs> they, you know, new owners this year and, um, you know, in a respectful way, what would you, what would your suggestions be if you were going to, like, if you ruled the world, how would you make things better, um, for next season? Everybody'd be on RC cars. <laughs> man, no more RC dirt bikes, just cool. RC cars. <laughs> uh, it's safer. Kind of. Um, well, honestly, like Aaron kind of talked about this on your first podcast. Um, they had their struggles this year. I mean, there, there are three owning bodies for the new series. So 
that in itself, like I can't even imagine like how those dudes handle that. Like even just having one partner on something that critical is a lot. So, um, yeah, I give them major props. I mean, they came in, they're, they're doing so much to try and improve our sport and draw in more people. And there were some kind of funky things this year that they had to work through and change. But I mean, all in all, I, I, I can't thank them enough for how much they did do for the riders this year. Cause I mean, as we know, professional racing, that really doesn't happen very often. So, um, yeah, the, the one thing I would like to see a little bit different next year, if I had my way was the qualifying, um, the the 12 man main event is is a little rough and just the fact that like i mean for those of the people that don't know the way that we had to qualify in this year you have a heat race which they take top two um if you're not top two you go to a semi which you have to win uh if you don't make it out of the semi you go to an lcq which you have to win otherwise you end up in the b main so qualifying this year with as many big name riders i mean it, it was stacked this year uh we had a lot of very fast guys in there so it's tough. I mean, you get stuck in a, a semi. I mean, I got stuck in semis with Aaron this year and I gave him a hard time. I'm like, dude, don't, don't get out of here. Go get out from your heat race. I don't need you in these, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, somebody makes a little mistake and then all of a sudden your semis are horrible. And then, I mean, then it funnels down to two semis or two LCQs and you get stuck with a lot of very fast people in there. So, um, that would be the one thing that I would love to see be a little bit different. How would you Even change it though? Stack it up, I mean, yeah, and that's you still kind of only something. have so many spots on the gate. So, I mean, how sure how change it? Yeah, I mean, they could go back to a 16-man main event, which I think might gnarly. look a little bit better. It would be heavy. Like, that's a lot of riders on a very small track. So, uh, that, I would almost like to see more riders in heat races and take more riders out, even if they took, like, top four out of heat races and had, yeah. I mean, if you had 16 rider heat races or something like that, I know that's probably a stretch and that's, that's excessive on the track, but I think if they brought it in more from four heat races down to like three or down to two, and then took more riders out of each qualifying, it would just, it, it would be easier to race in for the main. Cause there were a lot of guys this year not making main events that, had every right to be in a main. I mean, that are top 10 guys that really struggle just from, I mean, one little thing happens in any of those races and they're so short, it, it's really hard to recover from. So yes, it's doable. We have no excuses. I mean, the man KP, like look at what that dude did every single weekend coming from dead last on second row and still winning mains. Like, so it's doable. I'm making excuses. <laughs> oh God, that guy is every just single a weekend. Like, just, putting a smackdown on us the size of Texas and just looking at us like, what? You guys can do it yeah. too. And you any, have to do it like this. Any, you know, and anybody doubting that dude or talking <laughs> down on the fact that he's racing arena cross, I hate to break it to you. The guy went out there and podiumed Supercrosses last year just the same. It's like, that guy is no joke, the real deal, first class, the most professional person you could ever talk to. Yeah, he is like the best thing that arena cross could have as a sport, as an ambassador of it. Well, and he's, he's a he's first class. year for that. Yeah. That's the exact reason cool. that that award was given and, to him. Yeah. And who was, who was it last year? Some guy by the name of Eli Tomac. So what does that tell you? Like, I mean, that's, that's some big shoes to fill. Oof. I don't know about big shoes. I mean, Tomac's like six, two on a sad day and Bitterman's the same height as me <laughs> and I'm five, seven. So that's, that's that, massive that's shoes to fill. But I think KP did it yeah. the best because he went out and won every single one, except for what, two. Oh man, I yeah. seriously, I think like, he only that, lost that like guy's a stud. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he's a bad dude. 
<laughs> All right. Well, so we're excited to watch you next year. I feel like I feel like there's, you know, different levels. You know, obviously KP very top. Um, you know, everybody just kind of expects him to win. And if he has a bad week and doesn't win, it's shocking to everybody. They're like, how did, how did he not win? And Bitterman's sure. always right there. Right. And then there's like underdog. Yeah. I mean, he calls himself the underdog. He's fast. He just, he's just, he's, he's a little yeah. off pace, just a little bit, but you know, he's, he's close. And then there's a group of guys that are kind of getting into arena cross that, that have the potential to be up on the podium. You know, definitely Aaron's in that group. There's a few of them in there. No, um, no. Okay. Well, yeah, he's, let's, super let's be realistic. <laughs> I was just super, super consistent and just yeah. showed up. Showing up is a huge part. A huge part of you success in life is showing up. Absolutely. That last race. Absolutely. Knowing how to bike works. So, but, but there's a group of people that for some reason, like not for some reason, but people want to see you succeed because they like you. Yep. You know, there's, you're definitely in that group. You're kind of a people's champion. Whenever you're interviewed, I just got the vibe that, you know, the fans want to see you up there. They want to see you getting interviewed. Maybe because it, you don't sound like a redneck that built his dirt bike in his garage. You, you're a fairly yeah. professional <laughs> and well-spoken. Yeah. That, you that don't sound like Aaron. Towards me. That's yeah. I, <laughs> I was looking right at Aaron when I said that. So. Oh, I love it. Stabs. <laughs> That's all you I know, get is stabbed on this podcast. The flying taco, <laughs> you know, definitely people just Dude, like him. That guy's the LCQ banger. That's what I call him. Yeah. Love him. He's, uh, he's the, the, they had so many shots of him just smashing people this year. I was like, holy moly. <laughs> but he interviews well and he he's does. funny. He and does. he gets shut down hard. Yeah. Always. And that poor guy. I got to I got to say, I never heard him complain about anything. <laughs> I never heard him complain like this guy took me out or, I mean, maybe he does, but was in that his another stab? Yeah. Bro. Yeah. No. I'm looking right at Aaron again. <laughs> Aaron, you're getting talk, punished, No, buddy. we're supposed to be talking about Adam and his wobbly knees and RC car racing that <laughs> made him so true. nervous because he's lining nope. up next to some nope, kid that's in his mom's basement. Like, oh my God, yeah, this kid is ridiculous. 13 years old. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. So, uh, so next year fair. is going to be super cool because you're going to be on the Cowie. And uh, I know Aaron's going to be dragging you out to practice more, even, you know, dragging you away from Conway Communications, trying to build some balance in your Try life. To. Try to. He's going to give Keyword, it a shot. Try to, because <laughs> this man gets into work mode, like legit the hardest person to get a hold of. Yeah. Like you send a text. It's compartmentalizing. Like, hey, yeah, exactly. He's like super, like he's spread so thin because he's got everything going on and then racing on top of that where it's like, okay, this is business. Got to have to, this is number one. Racing and practicing at the end of the day. Okay. I can fit an hour in maybe two, depending on if there's enough light. Right. And if the weather's permitting us. And then sure. just to get him on the phone is probably like half the battle. Like, Adam, Adam, is this you? Are you there? <laughs> it's me, Aaron. Are we practicing today? Oh, you got to work. Are we still friends? Okay. You got to work? <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just go out in the desert again. You're, okay, you're like a, you're like the, the nerdy kid asking the hot chick out to prom. You're like, I just, you Whoa. know, I was thinking, Whoa. I don't know if you're going to prom, but listen, if you were, maybe you might think about it. If you want to go. Listen, yeah. I don't make me take my gal- my glasses off and turn into Superman. I will yeah. do it. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, well, yeah, really appreciate you having, uh, taking the time from your obviously very busy schedule, We're calling in filters. Changing fil- filters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's right. So, yeah. Anything else you want to leave us with? Any wise words of wisdom from Adam Conway before we check out? 
man, I don't know how much wisdom I have within me here, but I would say if there's anybody interested in the arena cross world, like, man, it is such a good environment. We, I mean, I know Aaron can attest this as well, but everybody's there helping. Everybody's there. It's still huge because it's an AMA title. I mean, there's a lot behind it, but at the end of the day, I mean, we all go hang out afterwards. We all go get dinner afterwards. Like it's just, it's such different vibes than the, the outdoor motocross scene that I'm getting myself back into for heck. I have no idea why, or the supercross scene or anything like that. I mean, it's just for your, your rider that's looking to get serious, to come into something, to get to go race in front of like a big crowd of people. I mean, I don't think there's anything cooler. Um, so yeah, I, I am such a huge ambassador of like the sport itself, just because people there are just a different class. And I, I absolutely love that. I mean, there are so many times where Aaron and I this weekend or this year, like we had so much negative that happens that it's just like, we turn and look and it's like, why are, why are we even doing this? But getting to be around those people, I swear carried me through more so than even like the love of the sport itself. So it's a really cool environment. Like we would literally be in Adam, you know, I remember one race we went to, I think it was Oklahoma, right? You were just having like a super shit day and Peter's mechanic we're sitting there having a conversation with him and <laughs> good old talk, Rob, good old Rob. Love that guy to death. And we're having a conversation real quick. And he goes, he, we were talking about people that like are a little sketch that need to practice a little bit more. Right. Without missing a beat, Rob looks around and goes, yeah, that three sixty guy, dude, he does not belong here. At all. Have you watched him? He is terrifying. And me and Adam are like, we're both having a shit day. We practice Pete Peters, his guy. I was feeding into it too. Yeah. Yeah, and then this guy just absolutely pours more gas on the fire. He's like, yeah, I know. That guy's terrible. Have you watched him lately? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I wouldn't be around him. That's terrifying. And so Rob had no on idea. On the back end of that, yeah. Oh, he didn't know he it was you. He didn't know it was me. That's hilarious because no, well, he didn't even he, know he was talking about you. No. <laughs> he That's wasn't hilarious. talking about Aaron, though. There was, I think yeah. the kid was like 360. It was 360-something. I don't even know. Yeah. But there was a local kid there that showed up and I mean, he was giving it his all. Like there's nothing wrong with that, he but did the he, best he could. He, yeah. I don't even think he jumped the finish line. Nope. So it was a little sketchy. And yeah, so Rob was talking about him, but he said 360, and that was before he really knew Aaron or anything <laughs> this year. And yeah, I, I was just feeding into it. I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, that 360 guy, like get rid of him. He needs to yeah. leave. Yeah. Awesome. He's feeding Give into him it. The hook. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I was, I was really pumped. Uh, that night. I was super pumped. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, well, well, no, I, I can't thank you guys enough for having me. It was, it was definitely fun to talk and yeah, it was a bumpy arena cross season, but learned a lot from it. And I mean, on to the next year. Yep. Um, so yeah, hopefully put those cowies up there. I, I definitely want to be a podium guy next year. Well, you're I'm going to take Aaron's right working man title. Here we that go. He got this year. Here we go. If only yeah, we had more talk time about to that, talk Aaron. about that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, blame Wes uh, Kane. All right. He's the one that gave me the nickname. Right. He would call you, he'd yeah. call you telephone. Oh yeah, you communications all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> call me on my cell phone. So. You know, shit like that. <laughs> all right, when right. Aaron starts singing, you know it's time to wrap it up. That's it's so time. Rude. It's we're, time. We're, yeah. It's time. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. This has been the Plastic Princess Podcast. If you like the smell of what we're cooking, share with your friends, subscribe, and leave up to a five-star review. Now, get out there and get